This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. games we will get you ready for your next sales opportunity are you looking to win the sales battle you have joined the right team here on the war games group we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you with our help you won't have to fail your way to the top when it comes to crossing the minefield of sales step in the footprints of those that crossed before you prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond it's time for war games to begin Shall we play a game? welcome war gamers it's me joe your host i am excited today and you know anytime i get a guest speaker to come on i'm always excited but I'm really excited for this one because this guy is, as we would like to call him in the industry of food, a disruptor. The person who goes in and shakes up everything people think is normal and has just launched a career that is just phenomenal. And it's based on helping people. So I'm going to give you just a couple things. I'm going to throw some VIPs up on the screen first. Um, Des will hang out for a little while until he turns off his camera. That's there. Then we're going to throw the our amazing friend, Brian Galke, who's up here with Mr. Face Reader. So um, some of you, um, especially if you eat food late at night because you're hungry, will know of After's Ice Cream. And so After's Ice Cream is a place out here. Andy, I think you're Andy's in part of 30 different uh, locations. It's a social media phenomenon. I will tell you that I know that when Andy first opened up, the location, I think it was Garden Grove that was there or Westminster. He put that open and the, the line around the block for like two solid months. And it was just amazing that so many people were like, hey, I need something different than what I'm used to. And that's what it comes up to. And so I'm going to rattle off a couple things as I bring them on the screen. But Andy has, has put that on. Andy Wynn, thank you so much for being on board with us. Andy has gone through, listen to this, After's Ice Cream, Groundhouse Burger, Show Me Noodle, Nudes Ramen Bar, right? And so he's got Portside Fish, Dough and Arrow, Matte Black Coffee, Mad Bun, Orange County, spelled different, right? He's got Pig Pen Delicacy, Sticky's Chicken. Guys, I'm telling you, the guy is not only great at naming a company, but taking food to the next level where it's going to be something that you could truly enjoy. And he mashes up things back and forth. And it's just, to me, it's just absolutely um, amazing. So just Justin's here to point out Brian's Mr. Face Reader. That's there. So he's all up there. So everybody's look at everybody's excited for Brian today because he's been missing. So Andy, you are loved by some. 
We don't know who because it's uh, only showing up on Facebook, but we definitely know that that's uh, an Andy thing because, of course, we love Andy. That's there. So, Andy, welcome to War Games. This is the entrepreneurial show where we teach people how to sell things. And let's be real. You have learned how to package, sell and throw things out in an amazing way. And that's why I was so excited when you were like, yeah, I'll come on, Joe. And I was like, heck, yes. So Andy switched with me. So everybody says, hey, look, that's the big dog that's there. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do apologize. I'm very dark at this point because the lights behind me are there. Um, but uh, I would like to also say it's Natalie Esman is the one who loves, who thinks Andy's amazing. So we're there. So Andy, can you do us a favor? Just give us a couple, just give us a brief history. I know you, 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 you said college wasn't for you, right? I feel you on that. Then you played with real estate for a little bit and then you decided I need to travel the world and taste food from everywhere and to inspire yourself to go on. But you can give a little bit more detail than I just threw out because there's more to you than that. Yeah. I guess the short version, uh, born and raised in Orange County, California. I, uh, my parents are immigrants. I'm a first generation Vietnamese American. I grew up in this little Saigon area, which if you go around there, that's like the largest Vietnamese community outside of Vietnam itself. Um, so it's pretty crazy to see that I grew up in that and learning about um, American culture and also my parents trying to instill Vietnamese culture in me at the same time. Um, so I grew up uh, the worst. I'm like the worst Asian. You know, I was failing all my classes, got kicked out of school. Like every, like I'm like the worst. And went to college. Went to end up going to community college. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Took career planning. Took a career planning course. And the career planning course just started giving me all these weird results, like office administrator, like janitorial work. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're like, you want me to trap inside? What? Yeah. Yeah. All this. And I was like, in my mind, I was thinking like, you know, I'm going to be a sports agent, uh, a music producer or something cool. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. This, this is not it. And my, my best friend dropped out of uh, college at the time and he went into real estate appraisal. Um, and he pretty much convinced me to drop out to start our own real estate appraisal company. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but I was curious because I didn't know anyone at our age that had their own company. And I just wanted to, I'd rather work with my friends and be in school, not knowing what I wanted to do. So I just lied. We just lied to our parents and told them we we're going to do both. Um, but I completely dropped out and went to real estate, um, built a, uh, built a thriving early, a thriving business early on. And, but I also learned that I didn't like real estate and I went to um, starting a clothing company after that, which was my true passion. Um, and I started a brand called I'm King back in 2007. Um, I did that for about seven years, um, incorporating brand building, you know, streetwear hype, uh, marketing, um, aesthetic storytelling, like all those things I learned the foundation through my clothing brand. And after that, sorry, uh, after that, um, did a lot of traveling and learning about different things and, 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 being in, a, being in fashion, you see the trends go up and down, brands go in and out every single day. And I couldn't see that as sustainable for myself. So I had this idea of starting this ice cream store called Afters Ice Cream. And well, we opened that a little over eight years ago in Fountain Valley, um, bringing together, incorporating all the things I learned from streetwear about branding marketing that no one was doing. Um, and we put it, we happened to put ice cream inside of a donut, which no one's ever done before at the time. Uh, and so, and people were, and people were just getting used to seeing, inst uh, people are getting used to be uh, shooting, f uh, food on, on, on Instagram. And we were the forefront of that. Um, 
And after we did that, that thing just like took off. Um, and from there, I just helped kept launching more concepts, probably 15, 20 concepts since then. Uh, some real estate development that I helped out uh, along the way. And uh, now I'm here. Dude, that's amazing. So the reason I know Andy is this anonymous Facebook user is Bob Donnell, right? Bob. Who, said, <laughs> who Bob. says Bob. you're the real deal entrepreneur, right? And he is definitely impacting the world because every one of the businesses that you've gone forward with has now been more of a collab than it's been solely just you, right? Am I right in that? And so- Yeah, I love, I love collaboration. I, I, I don't like working on projects myself. I, I love to have someone to lean on, even though we may not agree on everything all the time and still have at least someone to fall back on than, than trying to listen to myself. So um, again, you may have said, dude, I'm going to talk about this. But one of the things that I think is admirable is your answer is I jump, right? There isn't a safety net for you, but you jump and run and go, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to go in school, so I'm just going to jump into let's start a business. And then I don't like that, so I'm going to start, right, the, the clothing business. And I'm not really there, so I'm going to go jump and start the, the ice cream business and go through. But one of the things, what, what does it take inside? Is it something you believe you're wired up with that you're like, I just believe I can land on my feet and it's, it's okay to jump? Or was it something that was instilled in you on the way through, you know, school, family, life, whatever it is? I think just as myself getting excited about different things in general, like the way I get excited about things, once you, once, once that hit, once that excitement hits on an idea, I can't get it out of my head. It's stuck. It's stuck in there. Right. And myself, I, if, someone like myself, I'm always focused on bringing that to life. And I, and if I can't stop thinking about it, I'm not, I'm not, I'll be awake all night, you know, working on ideas, trying to, trying to bring it to life one way or another. Fantastic. Okay. So you said taken from the clothing business. So when you got into clothing, which is a very risky business, right. And you jumped into it and you said, but because I knew about the storytelling and I knew about branding and I knew about how to leverage social media, so everybody who's going to watch this either now or on the replay that's on the different channels coming in, they're all going to be looking going, hey, we have a business. We have a desire to make sure that our business stays successful. What is it that they need to know that they can say for those areas that you understand so well that maybe they don't? You know, there's, so, there's so many components. There's a lot of different component, components and variables, right, in, in, in the business that, that I'm, I'm in. Um, Product is always you need to have a great product at the end of the day, right? I could, I can, I can market things, but if people go, come to the door and the product is trash, then you know I'm, it's going to ruin my brand reputation. So I think it, 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 you need to align everything: great product, great marketing, great operations, great scaling, great you know, so many things that you need to have all in order for it to work out. Um, and I've had projects that don't work out. You know, it's it's part, it's just part of it, right? And just some things don't align, or the team doesn't make sense, and um, personalities don't work out. So so a lot of those things but i think if you can have number one you need to have a great product um you need to have a great team everyone needs to be transparent and fall in line with the um with how you want to scale your business and um yeah okay so what when you look at it so i will say just the other day i was clicking through your story because i always do right mainly because he puts up really good looking food when he's in there, when he gets into the kitchen of one of these places, he starts putting it. And you're like, I don't even like noodles, but damn, look at that. So, but one of the things was you, you jumped on and you said, look, I'm showing you my story, right? Through my stories with adding the words on top of it. 
And to me, I, I laughed and I was like, okay, that's totally Andy. He just broke down what is NFTs and what is, you know, the whole digital concept of where everything's going. I'm like, he just broke it down in a Facebook story. And I was like, it's so inventive and original to go, this is what I'm teaching you. And you actually put that at the end of the story. And I was like, wow. But so where does it come from? Is is teaching people something that motivates you? Is it the, I want to show you that it's easy because I did it? Because you make stuff look really easy. And my oh, friend, I don't, I have not sat on this side of it going, dude, this is all cake. <laughs> definitely I just not, made definitely a post, not now I'm a millionaire. Yeah, it doesn't work. I think I think it's uh, me going through the process first before I put it out there for everyone, like showing like, hey, like you guys are gonna you guys are gonna see me do it. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the end result through social media, right? But um, when the time comes, I'm gonna show you guys all the in between things that happened along the way. Like it's not an easy journey. Like I'm probably putting out fires more than I am popping bottles, right? So right. Um, I think that's I think that's a lesson that a lot of people don't understand. Like it's every day is a different challenge and a different. Um, different journey um, and you're probably going to fail more times than you succeed, but you need to succeed that one time, that one big hit is going to completely change everything. And from there, you're just going to get more experience. Your confidence level is going to get a lot better. Um, you're going to have a under, better understanding of how things work and your, your rate of hitting success is going to keep improving and improving and improving. Right? And so for myself, right, it's, it's completely changed over time in the past two decades for, for me. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and leverage the fact that we're all on screen at this time. But um, so if you look at it, like Brian Galke, so I'm going to be greedy for Brian, okay, because he'll sit quiet. So Brian's got a great product, okay? So his product is um, he, he does facial analysis. So he looks at your face. He can tell you based on looking at you, you know, personality factors, things about you that most people would have to take a while to get used to. And so with that, and we say, okay, so here's the product and it's a great product. What what would be the next steps you'd advise him to say, OK, so to get your brand, your business, get your stuff out there. What's the next steps that the Andy process would be to move forward? I, I think I would myself, I would look at the marketplace of. Who would buy that? Who's their demographic of who would buy that product? And who is the most influential people that you need to get into to, to, to look at that product? Because you need those influential people to be the early adopters to show that that this product is this product is legit, right? Because if if the legit people aren't using it, no one else is going to jump. The everyone else that's the late the late guys that jump on, they're not going to touch it. They're going to be like, I'm going to wait to see what they do with it first, and if it makes sense, or if it, if all the cool people are using it now, I need to do it. Fantastic. So Brian, you have a question to ask directly. No, no, I'm good right now. I was just thinking like Steve and some other people, Brad, that I need right. to get back with. Yeah. So he's already got relationships with like Greg Reed or Steve Sims and things like that. So he speaks on Steve's stage and stuff. But I'm just saying to get the information out beyond that is where would he go next? But now, you know, one of my dear friends that I love to death is Bob Donnell. And he always says it's all about the questions you ask. Right. And the quality of those is what you're going to get. So he's got one for you. What was your greatest lesson learned from bored and hungry? Um, greatest lesson that um, it's not easy to pull off opening a restaurant in three weeks. Um, and we, we we pulled that off. Right. And not only did we pull that off, we did something that was completely different. We're, we're the first NFT themed restaurant. Right. We are. And we were accepting crypto, which 
we didn't even know how to do that. You know, I've only been in this Web3 world since technically December, right? Um, so in five months, I had to learn this entire industry that I have had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and I'm, I'm the first to do it, right? I'm the first to apply it to be able to use transactions of Ethereum and, and ApeCoin inside of a restaurant. Um, so the lessons, I, I, I guess, is we got, if you really want to make it work, you'll, we'll figure we, we'll figure it out, right? In that short amount of time, no matter, I just had to put a hard date on it. I was like, guys, we need to open by April 9th. And somehow, some way we pulled through, right? A lot of, a lot of ass kissing to the city to make sure they, they, they approved us on a lot of things. Um, but we did it. And, and if, if people are, are, are a lot of the naysayers that said that we couldn't do it, we, we pulled off the impossible. That's amazing. So it's funny because, um, another War Games guest trainer was David Morrell, and he's out of Canada, and he allows people to buy houses using crypto. And so you look at it, I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> this crypto thing may not just be a fad that we may have to look into and go through. So, um, Joe, Desmond. With, with what Andy was saying, though, that I heard that's different is he takes Ethereum and other things, not just Bitcoin. And that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said he's taking Ethereum now that goes through. So, but again, because everybody said it's going to be, it's going to be Bitcoin. It's going to be Bitcoin. So that comes up as kind of risky to go with a different one that's out there. But so Desmond, Desmond owns his own business as well. Desmond is the one that's buying people's cars because today is that kind of market where people need to sell their car and he, he does it. He does a lot of advertising, does things himself, represents himself very well. But what kind of story can he tell, right, as part of the storytelling thing to make ads interesting or make other things that are interesting? And Des, you can unmute if you have a direct question. But I, I think, I guess, from my approach in that industry is I would tell a lot of if, if, if the sellers were, were open to it, I would sell all their stories. People that have cars or, 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 the, or the, even the buyers, I would sell their stories like, oh, on why they need a car or why they're selling their car. Like those stories are people are always trying to wonder why. Like why are you letting you know something that you've had with you for a while? Like why are you letting it go? And is is it it's going to a great new home that you know? Like I think those are important things and and people just connect. They connect well to stories, right? And and in presentations, I, I've learned through a lot of my presentations when I'm. Um, doing a pitch deck or working through through it, I, I usually start. I just usually tell a story before I go into any of the the sales parts of it because um, I'm trying to connect to them. I'm trying to connect to them in one way or another before I I make the big move. Fantastic, fantastic. Lisa Patrick in the house as well. She said, "Look what Patrick sells is doing for Bitcoin and banking, and so maybe he's doing something great." I'm really really a novice when it comes to the cryptocurrency and i'm I, and you know what it, it, it's so inspiring at this point because my answer right now was going wow if andy pulled it off to go take crypto in a restaurant and he's already done it in four months then i probably could sit down and learn something <laughs> about it and go back and forth because again stop and look if if anything if andy put out and said hey guess what it's because i am i have an idea that i can't get out of my head and I will say kudos to you because your feet move once that idea gets in there, right? And you immediately take action moving forward. 
And so, again, is that something that Andy grew up with? Is it something just wired differently? Or is it something that Andy says, hey, um, that what you need to know is, is this something that you force yourself to do? Is it something that it's just passion driven? Uh, definitely. You know, I, th I would say a lot of it's passion driven, right? Because I'm so passionate about, at the time when in every industry that I've jumped into, I had no clue what I was getting to like real estate. I had no idea at 18, 18 years old. You don't know anything about real estate. Right. Um, at in my early 20s, starting a clothing brand, I never worked in a clothing brand before that. Like, really, I didn't really work in one. My friend started one, but he didn't really know what he was doing. I went to food. I never worked a day in my life in food. I never worked at a fast food restaurant. I didn't. I go eat at a lot of fast food places, but I never actually worked in one. And this whole NFT space that I, this Web3 world that I've jumped into, it was just curiosity, right? And just something that just a, a, a light bulb that lit. And I was like, oh, I figured I get it. I connected the dots and I was like, OK, I'm going all in. And then I became one of those terms they call a degen where I'm up at three, four in the morning asking questions and learning and reading. It's keeping my mind open. Yeah, continuously learning. So my question to you is, I got we got people here that are real estate. We got people that are. Um, financial services. We have a lot of people that are sitting back saying, I have my own business. I only have an Instagram account or do I have a YouTube account or do I have this? What would I do to be, bring brand awareness to myself? And I, I, I think you need to learn about all the social channels that are out there, right? There's so many different ones, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter—they're all—they're all for different uses, right? They all make—they all make sense in a different way, and I guess it depends on your personality and how you incorporate it. Like myself, you're not going to see my grown ass on TikTok dancing, right? I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but I'll so I should it. stop that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm not doing it. Um, but I, but then I'll do—I'll post a lot of different things on Instagram, right? Instagram, my following, just my engagement, just be, happens to be really strong. On Twitter, since I talk about NFTs, my engagement has increased. So I think the certain things I talk about on, on different platforms work better than others. But I think for people that are trying to trying to figure it out, try all of them, right? Try all of them, try different tactics until you see what sticks. So once it's once something sticks, you're like, okay, this is this is it. This one just took off. This one went viral. I'm gonna run with it and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in that sit around that same subject matter. Perfect. Okay. So like I myself, sales training going into companies, fixing the sales process. I love taking the virtual prospect and turn them into a sold deal. And so now I'll tell you, TikTok, I spouted off a political story <laughs> one day and it's 100,000 views later. And so it's like, okay, do I stay in that realm <laughs> as I go down? Because that's what people are looking for, for that social media. Is it okay to be a different personality or a different message specifically for the social media platform you are or does that come off as disingenuous i don't think so i think we all you know we all do you know we're, we're, we're just we have different around. sides yeah there's different sides to everybody right like sometimes if i you give me a few shots of alcohol i'm, I'm, a, I'm a completely different person than i am right now right it's just, <laughs> just it is what it is and and yeah. uh, i think similar platforms like you'll do certain things on certain like on linkedin i'm not going to go on linkedin and and be as um, blunt, right? Because I can't. I don't, I'm not going to cuss on there because it's a business platform, and everyone's like, hey, "This guy looks crazy right now." But on on um, Twitter, they don't really seem to care much. So I was like, "Okay, well, just I'm so right. I'm uncensored then." <laughs> so that's perfect. Okay, great, Brian. Any questions? Do we have any questions, Des? I cut you off earlier only because the popo was flying by, and so I was. I didn't want Andy to jump under the table thinking they were coming for him. 
So yeah, the thing that stood out to me, I want to ask you. You said you brought over um, or your marketing change. You, you brought concepts from the street street fashion or the street wear world mm-hmm. to to the restaurant world, and that you, that was part of your success. What aspects of it did you bring over? Um, afters is a good example because I was like right in between of the shift, right? I was still doing both at the same time. So with Afters ice cream, if you've ever visited a store, you see a lot of the minimalistic black and white color schemes. Um, that was tied to a time back in 2013, 2014, when street goth was popular, when Kanye was wearing all black leather pants, like, like, you know, um, Apple stores are minimalistic, like things were, we're inspired by and picking upon those. But we also have, when you walk into our stores, we have giant quotes on the walls. Like we make jokes like, um, like, uh, anti-diet diet club or Gucci man loves ice cream. Like a lot, a lot of funny quotes that we put on the wall that still stick to those, this youth hip hop culture that, that, that we're uh, ingrained in. And then the music that's pumping through the speakers, the, 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 the colors of the ice cream. Like we have a blue ice cream. We have a purple ice cream. There's a reason for it, right? I wanted it to look good on camera and I wanted it to stand out so it didn't look like anyone else's ice cream. And those are things that we played into. Um, the way we shot our food was completely different because from fashion, you, you understand about aesthetics, right? All about lookbooks looking good on camera. So with food, we're, we're treating it the same way. We're making sure things look great on camera. And most people didn't understand that in the restaurant industry at the time. And we were changing that. Got it. Thank you for that. Yeah. And then one more question. How do you, you have multiple, like multiple concepts, multiple locations. Like how does, how do you keep yourself from going crazy on a day to day of all, like all these locations? Like I'm, I'm trying to expand out a little bit and I'm, I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? And so how do you, how do you manage it? Like what does your day to day look like? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely always going crazy all the time. Uh, my day to day is pretty nuts, but I have, really strong operating partners that handle a lot of the dirty work, the things that I don't like to do or the things that I'm not strong at. And I just focus on what I'm good at. I'm I'm great at, um, I'm great at marketing and branding. I'm great at bringing um, the connecting the dots together. Uh, I have a large network of of people that I'm able to get resources from, Uh, but I definitely lean on a lot of my operating partners to handle a major of the, the bulk of the work right and but they're leaning on me for, for other things too right they need me to handle my side of things and they, you know they don't want to see me in the kitchen because it's not going to be a good day if i'm in the kitchen <laughs> okay <laughs> i believe that yes and and again i've been to newport beach i've been to afters down there right on the end newport boulevard and i'm like it is you walk in the music's pumping yeah. and you've got right. the the quotes all over the wall and everything looks appetizing so i can see where you've drawn the lines and pulled everything over from one thing to the other one. And so, but again, you're more of idea creative and again, getting stuck in the operational is going to completely change your personality to the point that you become frustrating. So again, I like when you said, right, you got the great product, you got a great team. And for you, that's finding the people, right. That you decided, these people compliment me because they don't think like me and they do the stuff I don't like to do. And I think we all need to walk away from here saying, yeah, this is what we want. So, and Ron Siegel wants to know now where he goes and gets ice cream at afters. And seven, 17th, 17th and Irvine Boulevard at the, in the Ralph's Plaza. You'll see the afters right next door to that one. That so one. fantastic. So Ron, you got that. You can go get it. But again, you can get, what is it like fruity pebbles on your ice cream? You get all these, all these things that you just go, are you kidding? Did you mix those together? And uh, it does work. 
So uh, one of the things I'm going to tell you, Andy, thank you so much, because you you brought back to my attention and said it's okay to be different on the on different social media platforms. Because, again, I look at it and say on LinkedIn, I should be a certain way. And then it's okay to say, yeah, on LinkedIn, you should be more professional and you should be more of this person and not post the dancing videos you did on TikTok kind of deal. And so I like that because it's define your platform, because that means to me now, if I'm focusing on getting businesses and going after that and increasing my customer base, then all of a sudden I need to stick where people with money are and not necessarily is that going to be business owners on Instagram. And so for me, I'm taking it away as myself because I like that. And then um, Lisa Patrick threw up there and said, what's your key culture strategy for driving belonging virtual space? You tell me what that is. So driving virtual space. Lisa, you got to help us. She's talking about the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So is that possible? So it's creating creating brand experiences to the metaverse right now. Yeah, there, there's definitely um, there's definitely things that we're working on, right? Like bringing this restaurant concepts into the metaverse. I think utilizing these metaverses as um, brand experiences. You can't. You, you you might I'm so it. glad you two speak the same language because yes, yeah, she just clarified it for me. The new you be, you'll be able to tell your story and and, and visuals through through um, through the metaverse. But you can also use those spaces as as perks to get when you get to the real restaurant, you might get a free thing because you went and visited us in the metaverse. You, know, you can get a you know, a free extra scoop or a free two topping, you know, different ways to earn earn rewards um, through the metaverse and, and bring them into the IRL in real life experience. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to go sit outside your house until you teach me what all the Web3 thing is that goes on. So, um, but no, that's great. So Ron says he figured it out that it's over right across from kits, right? Yep. Coffee. Yep. So, but that's fantastic. Okay. So thank you, Lisa, for bringing that up there. Because again, if, again, if everybody's got goggles on or everybody's got something that they're going to be in real life at the same time as they're in the, in the metaverse, or they visit you in the metaverse first, get some kind of belonging to go through, that'll just carry into real world. And again, that sticks with you cutting edge, leading something from the front and taking that risk where most people don't want to go take that risk and do that. Cause I'm thinking now I can go get virtual classrooms and conduct training all over the world for, <laughs> for what I'm doing and do it in the metaverse and tell people that's there. So yes, Ron, try that walk in and say, you know, Joe and see if you get free stuff over it. And there's a whole list on the on the show notes of every place Andy is the partner in. So just go mention my name. It'll go really well. So but perfect. OK, Andy, if you if you had to say, here's one thing I need every entrepreneur to realize about themselves, about their business, whatever it is. Here's the one tip I'm going to give you. And, and then I'm going to drop the mic. What would it be? Just, just go out and try. Like a lot of people have amazing. I've seen I've heard I've heard millions and millions of ideas over time, but it's that it's the ones that take action. Right. And, and the percentage of your first business failing is super high. Right. But it's, it could be your 10th, 11th, 12th business that takes off. You need that one time, that one time will change your entire life or your entire universe. And that's why I'm still doing it. Right. I'm still doing it because, because I, I still feel like my best is my best work is still ahead of me. And there's still a lot I want to accomplish. I'm going to keep going till, till I can't anymore. 
That's fantastic. Great. Desmond, any other questions before we let him skedaddle? Cause you know, he's got another business to open, right? Cause I think he does one a month the way he goes. Yeah, right. no, that's it, man. I, uh, no, thanks for, thanks for sharing. <clears throat> Thank fantastic. you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Andy. Uh, thanks everybody for, for jumping on and listening to Andy. And if anybody wanted to reach out to you, Andy, where do they find you? What social media platforms better? Instagram and Twitter at Andy the Nguyen. Uh, my name's right there on the screen. Just add the in the between it and you'll find me. Okay. On <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And I would recommend everybody go to secretsaucesociety.co and just look at the retro site that he built up for all of his stuff. Because, again, it took me way back. Ron Siegel, to you, you go way back further than me. But <laughs> you'll have to go out there and do this. Tyler Preston is already stealing my line that's on there. Right. So I'm going to tell everybody at this point, thanks for taking your time on uh, war games. Go out and sell something. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Andy. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Educated. Want to learn how to close deals. Want to learn how to sell more. That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go.